When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. The awesome crew that's out there for LakersBall.com. And of course, our wonderful friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, just want to give a big hello out there to everybody watching and listening to us on Facebook. Big shout out to Felix out there. Let's go Lakers. It's almost time. Couple more weeks. Couple more weeks. And they will be back in somewhat of action they'll be actually you know doing the photos and the posing and they'll be talking to the media and then they will get down to training camp so that's coming up in a couple weeks right around the corner if you didn't get a chance so far on the lakers fast break channel you've missed out on some great interviews including earlier this week i had the guys from the lakerholics they were here they were discussing all the latest transactions going on in the world of the lakers plus I had also as well from the Lockdown NBA Draft Podcast, my own good friend, Mr. Rafael Barlow. He was out here talking about the Blazers, his favorite team, but also how does a Blazers fan see what the Lakers are doing this year? He had some great insight, plus some thoughts on the overtime elite and all what's going on in the NBA Draft. Big shout out to you again, Felix. Let's go Lakers, Dodgers and Raiders for me. Sounds like an LA man indeed. Felix, right there for you. Carmelo was on first take, and he's excited and ready to go. I know Melo's ready to, excited and ready to go. Let's see what he can do. Hopefully he can play just enough defense to go ahead and be able to help us out and to get us all the way. But it is a great episode we've got. We're going to be talking about some of the additions that the Lakers have made in recent times. There's two spots open, so what are they going to do? And I'm going to hit up my guests on something that just happened this week that the NBA is currently pondering. So I want to hear his thoughts on that fresh. I didn't even hit him up on this. So I want to hear his thoughts fresh right at him coming up. But it is a good man indeed. He is from the great place to go for Lakers conversation, LakersBall.com. He is OX, Mr. Ox, 1947. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, welcome back to the program once again. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 
I'm assuming you're talking about the in-season tournament. Is that what you're I talking about? I could be. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so I'm going to have you ponder that for now. But we'll do that on the back end of the show. Because right now I want to talk about the Lakers. And again, Felix, just great to have you here. He could just get to the three-point shot and fire away. Yes, Mello can. And we'll be talking about Mello in the coming weeks and what kind of role he can play. But also, he's got to go ahead and play, do something a little bit better on defense than what he did in Portland, or else he's not going to be able to stay on the floor as much as we would like. Because I know he can shoot from the three now. He's a 40% shooter, and he can give us a lot of offense there. He's just got to do, be able to do just enough defense, just enough defense to get us on by on that point. So that's something we'll go ahead and talk about. And absolutely, Felix, if you've got more thoughts on Melo, we'd love to hear them. But, Joe, I want to ask you this. We filled out a little bit more of the roster last week, made some changes on the back end. Marcus Saul, unfortunately, is no longer with the Lakers. He was traded to Memphis for a second rounder. And in return, the team got Zhang Weilin from China, who will probably not ever play a game with the Lakers, especially if you see him on the highlights on YouTube. It is not a pretty sight. So I have a feeling, even though he is a big man, he will never play a game for the Lakers. But the idea was to get rid of the cap space. And also because Marcus Saul has probably indicated privately to the team that he has changed his mind and is no longer going to come over to the States. He's going to stay in Spain and do something with power, build something there, maybe work, work, you know, their own team or whatnot. But I want to hear your thoughts, Joe, on the signing of DeAndre. How is this going to be incorporated into the team and the loss now of Mark, what he should have brought and we were hoping to have him bring to the Lakers, which is no more. I was happy when we signed Mark uh, last year. I was thinking, you know, with the uh, the talent that the Lakers had, he his asset, which would be basketball IQ, his ability to shoot for a big man, and his, you know, a, I'd say average defense at least, and his, at his advanced age. I thought I thought there'd be something there, but in the end. Two things happened. One was there was a little bit of residual from his, I'd say, decline from the previous season with Toronto. And then when the Lakers got Andre yes. Drummond, he just didn't react well to it and, it, and it, and it just made things worse. Between him and Dennis Schroeder, they broke that chemistry that the Lakers had a year earlier. I remember commenting about it a few times uh, during the 2020 season. I said, this is probably the first time that I can remember during a title run or let's say a, you know, a, a, a title contending Laker team where you heard nothing, nothing out of the locker room, not one negative thing, not one thing going on. Like you didn't hear about, you know, like before, let's say the, during the Kobe Gasol era, you always heard something weird like, you know, Bynum's parking in a handicapped spot or something like that. And then before then, obviously, the Kobe and Shaq rift and things like that. This was the first time I, I just, you never heard, you didn't hear anything out of the locker room. And then forward a year later, you have Schroeder, who right when he signed was like, I want to be a starter. When they were kind of planning on, having him come off the bench considering he was runner up in the six man, you know, uh, for, for six men of the year, the, the year before. So it started off on the, on the, on the wrong foot. And then of course it ended on the wrong foot as well. 
Mark, I think at this point, just like his brother, are, are, are probably not NBA. I mean, they could still play in the NBA, but I don't. I don't think they're going to be as effective as they once were. No, no, they can't just. It, you saw it last year with Marcus All, especially getting out to the wing for wing three point shooters. Just cannot make that stretch anymore. He just cannot go ahead and chase around like he used to. You could see it catching up to him. Plus, he was reluctant to shoot the three at several points of time during the season, and uh, I'm I'm really sad about that because I really wanted to work because he has such great passing skills. He's very <clears> knowledgeable <throat> and cerebral out on there on the floor. You could see that the mind is still very sharp with Marcus Saul. It's just that the body wasn't able to follow. And that's the career of an athlete. Yeah, we saw we saw it the year before, and I wasn't surprised at his decline the the year he was with us. But I was surprised at his attitude towards the end of the year. That was a surprise. And that was pretty much the clincher. And again, Andre Drummond, they were throwing stuff on the wall at that point. I mean, if you were really being realistic about the effectiveness of an Andre Drummond for in this day and age of the NBA, if you know, if you kind of took your rose-colored Laker glasses off, you you knew that Drummond wasn't going to be the answer. Uh, it just, it's just there, his skill set just doesn't work. And of course, Marcus Saul's skill set is is eroded. It's it's done. So the only option at that point was, you know, towards the end of the year, was to to play AD at the five and finish the year that way. But we saw what happened there. So with with the current signings with uh, DeAndre Jordan and bringing back Dwight Howard. That is essentially the 2021-2022 version of JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard. I think that's kind of what they're trying to do there. They know at some point those two are not going to really be in the mix once they start playing teams that are going to be able to draw those guys out. And if you draw those guys out, they, they really have no purpose in, in that in that particular setup. And then to segue that into Carmelo, Carmelo, his attitude has allowed him to still be somewhat valuable, although his defense is going to be a negative for this team. However, if he hits those open shots, they can cover that up a little bit because that's really what we need. We need guys to hit open shots, something we could not do last year. We did it okay in 2020, but then it, they made up for it during the playoffs. And again, at the end, that's all that matters. As long as you shoot well in the playoffs and timely shooting is really the, 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 the correct phrase to describe the LA Laker title runs, timely shots and superstars. We have superstars. Now we just need timely shooting and, of course, health. But that's everybody. And let's let's see what these guys got. It's it's gonna be. It's definitely gonna be a. And again, I watch all the Laker games, anyways. But it's it's gonna be must see TV. I think they have almost forty national games this year. Almost I think forty. Little, I think it, it might be forty. I might be forty. Right. I think I, I, think I saw like, four. It's in the it's in the low forties. If I yeah, so yeah. you know, and I got every channel you can have to to watch whatever the heck I want. But 
I mean, these guys, <laughs> Adam Silver is not messing around. He wants, he, I'm sure after this last week in the NFL, I don't know if you know this, Gerald, but they had a 26 rating on that uh, Tampa Bay Dallas game. Yeah. So this, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get into the social aspect of this, but I think a lot of people talk out of one nostril and then really they're talking out of the other. I'm trying to keep it kind of G rated here. Yes. <laughs> so, so is that like, and I, I've been saying this for a while to all the, all the virtue signaling people, you know, Oh, they're doing this, they're doing that. And look at the end of the day, the NFL, NBA superstars, these guys, they're going to draw the people and, we need to start focusing on again. Let's let's start talking. Let's start doing basketball. Let's start doing football, and 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 enjoy the 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 weekends and the games when you're dealing with all the other crap. We want something to kind of escape that and enjoy this this amazing these amazing sports. And let's let's focus on that. You know, there's plenty of other places where you can discuss things. Let's 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 get back to business with sports. And I think the NBA is going to start, you know, I think it's going to start going back up to where it was maybe three or four years ago, especially now that you have the Lakers and the New York team, even though it's not the Knicks, even though the Knicks are kind of coming up, you're going to have that dynamic. And that usually is good. That's usually good for for the culture of the of, of, of the NBA. Well, Brooklyn looks loaded. I'm just going to say it right out there. I think people should not be, especially Lakers fans, need to be aware of just how stacked Brooklyn is. And well, they're Brooklyn- stacked, but the, the, the they're stacked. But the problem is, you have James Harden and Kyrie Irving who have a history of. Well, you can't say injury because because then the, no, no, then no, the no. Lakers with AD has the same thing. AD is no, no, there's no, no. There's a focus issue with Kyrie. Yeah. Oh, well, that's James Harden. Yeah, yeah. James Harden is. The modern day Adrian Dantley to me. That's the the example. That's that's the first guy that comes well, to mind. James Harden, you just worry about how many of those. You know, if you're a Brooklyn fan and you have James Harden, and you realize that James Harden, when is when is he going to take this seriously off the court? He's not. He's not. I mean, if he does, then that's scary no. for the rest of the league. But if yeah, he it's not. If if he's going if, to clubs all the time, you know, that's yeah, that's a no, problem. no. He, 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 he does not care about winning, and, and to some degree, Kyrie doesn't either. It doesn't, it's not because I want to say they are, and you can tell they don't care. KD, KD's KD, he, he can be an honorary guy and still be effective. You saw what he did in the Olympics. Yeah. Big toe cost the Nets that series against Milwaukee. They could have been going yeah. you know, beyond that had, had, had that went a different uh, way. It's just, again, a, a focus – the focus is is everything in, in, in sports. And the deeper you get into the heavy stress and the heavy pressure, you gotta you gotta do some things. And I know Kyrie's won a title with LeBron, but I mean I, when he's been by himself, he's he's a he, his teams don't win more than 30 games sometimes. To me, that's 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 just an individual guy. I don't really see him as a a guy that really elevates the people around him. Uh, he takes too many personal times off. I mean, it's almost like, you know, you're paying this guy $35, $40 million a year, and I, I, every other week I'm seeing personal uh, absences, you know, and this guy's getting paid for. It. So I don't know. I, I don't see 
I have to see it. Okay, let me see it. I, I know they're a threat in the East. I, I, I absolutely expect them to be there if they're healthy. But as far as beating this Laker team, if they're healthy, I don't think the focus will be there. I don't. Even if even if there's motivation to beat LeBron and you know James Harden is who he is. He he, he had plenty of motivation, plenty of years when he was really really good without these injuries, and he still couldn't come through. So what makes what makes you think he's going to come through now? I don't know. You're going to have to show me. I know that's going to be for the rest of the league, but you saw what happened when they only had one third or one and a half with Harden hurting from that hamstring injury. And you saw what KD did, can do. I mean, they were just a KD, what, wrong shoe size away from beating Milwaukee and then, you know, advancing further in the playoffs. But I will say that, uh, you know, with Brooklyn, I, I'm not going to discount them. I'm not going to discount them in the slightest. I think they are, are a team that needs to be reckoned with. I, I love the Patty Mills signing. I really think Patty Mills can be an X factor for them. I just would have loved him on the Lakers. Would have been just absolutely just killer for the Lakers if that was the case. Him and Joe Harris, you know, getting set up by KD. If that's the case and they find some gelling and they find some health, they can really run havoc on the East. But Milwaukee's going to be right there as well. That trio has already gelled. And if they stay healthy, you saw what damage they can do in the playoffs as well. So it's going to be very I would trade. I would trade Kyrie or James Harden to Philly and get uh, Ben Simmons. Really? That would be a, that would be a difference maker. I, I Somebody had mentioned it online. Uh, I was sifting through something. I think it might have been Twitter a little bit. Well, that's your and I thought, right there. I thought that was an excellent – I thought that was an excellent idea because – the pressure is a little different for Ben if he's got two got two snipers, yeah. right? That's absolutely. So now, so now he can focus on probably playing the point forward mm-hmm. and letting those guys handle the offense, and he can just basically play the Rodman role. And play defense. Just, yeah, and just play defense, like, right. And match up yeah. against the Lakers, let's say. Okay, if that were – yeah. Well, it, I, it, I, it, let's say you're let's say you're coaching Brooklyn. Oh yeah, I need you to go ahead and spend 20 minutes on LeBron and 20 minutes on AD. He has the advantage; he can match up on anyone. And yeah. the thing is, it, it you know he wouldn't have to shoot. But yeah, that would be something that would be out there. I think that's a yeah. whoever said that was. Yeah. Just make sure they don't say it too loudly, so they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think it's going to happen though, because uh, Mr. Diva wants to go to the California. I believe he wants to go to Golden State. I think he wants to be a warrior. And if the Warriors open up the season lackluster, which they'll be good, they'll make the playoffs. But I I don't think Klay Thompson will ever be the same. Uh, When you shred one of those injuries, let alone two, Uh especially when it comes to a perimeter-type guy who's got to play defense against the elite guards and forwards it's going to be really really tough again if he if he does it he'll be the first to, to do it on on both i used to get a lot of flack for the demarcus cousins thing i especially on lakers ball well, we'll talk about demarcus here in a second because i got sure ask you yeah that. he you know I, I, people were are, sometimes i think they become delusional in, you know in, in, in what is likely going to happen when you have a guy that's torn a quad torn a ACL and torn a, a an Achilles, he's not ever going to be worth anything, especially if he's a big. 
He's just not. It's it's an it's impossible. There's too he much. He still give you minutes like he did in the playoffs for the but he's, Clippers. But he's, we're talking Demarcus Cousins, you know, who was probably yeah. the best center for about three years, right? Yeah, he he's not going to be that. He's not going to be that guy anymore. And I don't. No, no. I don't expect Clay Thompson after a ACL and then an Achilles or vice versa to have that same type of thing. Although we will not see at the beginning of the season, I think more towards December, I think is the target around. Yeah. He's still, yeah. Yeah. Which I still think it's, I would wait till January. Maybe it's going to, again, this is, this is going to be a very interesting season in a, in, a, in a lot of directions. Besides the fact that you have the two coastal teams, the two popular, you know, cities that are likely going to meet if there aren't any major injuries, you have a lot of intriguing things. You know, Silver's got his hands in a few things. The the tournament, the the play-in, the Golden State Warriors possibly coming back. So it's it's going to be an exciting as, as an NBA fan, it's going to have a little bit more pizzazz than it had in the past, at least in the last few years. This is Raphael from NBA DraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. It's going to be very interesting Interesting to see. I mean, the ratings for 2020 in the bubble, they were not what they they should have been. We well, I know what the reason to... was for. I know what the reason was for. The, well, the, the, I mean, there was there was the, other, there were reasons. Yeah, there were, I, the, I don't the, want to go into it. It's, but yeah, some of the, it's political, some of it's social, but some of it is just also what was going on in the world. You cannot blame it all on those issues. Oh, I don't, I don't, I think, again, I think that they got involved in the, uh, the current events and it, and it really... It did, it did affect things. However, like we're already seeing the results with the NFL, people have short memories and they want to start enjoying their life again. Yeah, it's going to happen in the, it's going to happen in the NBA again. Uh, what I also noticed too was I watched the games this weekend. I'm not, I'm getting off the subject here, but it's going to correlate to what I'm talking about. I watched three football games almost completely. And I thought it was the best week of officiating I've ever I've seen in a long time. Yeah, no one, not even a complaint. Not even, not even a complaint. complaint. Even the holding calls were blatant holding calls. Like that, no one could argue. Like there was three holding calls one time in, in five plays, but they were blatant. Matter of fact, the other two could have been holding calls. But it's like, well, what do you guys want me to do? You want me to call holding call? Like you could tell. So. There weren't any this I guess there's there was only really one issue, which is the push off in that Dallas Tampa Bay game. But for you Dallas Cowboy fans, you have a Hall of Fame receiver who made his career doing that. So the last thing I want to hear a Cowboy fan complain about is a wide receiver pushing off before he catches the ball because Michael Irvin was the king of that and he made a Hall of Fame career doing that. So Segwaying that into the NBA again, we're we're looking at I think the social stuff out of the way, looking like it's going out of the way. I think Adam Silver's got a pretty good 
handle on that. Uh, LeBron hasn't been saying anything dumb lately. Uh, yes, I, I, I don't dislike LeBron, but I do think he says some things sometimes at the worst times and makes himself, makes him, he looks like a, you know, dummy. But that's, you know, my opinion. We haven't had any of that. AD, there's no word out of AD's camp. I love when that happens. I don't want to hear about your workouts and how hard you come into the season. Show me results. I'm in the results business. I'm not into the this business. If you want to do this and come through, all right, I'll give you props for that. But more often than not, this usually ends up this. So it's very encouraging on what I'm seeing right now with kind of the, the culture of the NBA sort of kind of coming back. And I'm hoping that it, it, it you know, the regular season becomes kind of the, 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 the starting off point to hopefully some, a great playoff run for both the East and the West. Well, I will say that I think statements were needed to be made during the times of 2020 and people who turned it off and didn't watch at that point in time were, you know, I, I, I feel sorry for them because there were statements that need to be made and hopefully they did get across to the right people. I know now, like you said, at this point in time, we're just looking to go ahead and get some sort of, inter, you know, a, something out of sports that what we need, we need to get back to some type of normalcy. And I'm glad that, you know, that they're doing that, but I don't want to ever say that to the players, you know what, you can't express yourself in any way possible. You know, if you want to go ahead and do so, I, I, by all means. So. No, so what bothered me after was, was what happened after. Uh, and again, LeBron was a catalyst to this. It was, you know, one of the things I love about Adam Silver is he's a, he, he's got ridiculous amounts of common sense. Okay. His league has, you know, his league is, is, is set up in a way where you're going to have those kind of things happen. And he supported it because it's his league. It's 80% of the league. But when it was time to kind of, hey, guys, I'm still kind of running a business here. I, I need to get back to doing that. I remember when I think they were talking about the in-tournament in thing and, and, you know, because he's trying to create some kind of buzz. And I'm not really big on that intern. You know, the, the I'm not big on the tournament stuff. I'm, I'm not. I, I, like, I'm a, I like the way it's set up. He got some flack, one being from LeBron. And I'm like, look, dude, you, you guys – did what you did in the last year to right or wrong, however people want to look at it. I don't care. How about you back up your commission a little bit? Let them, let them at least get, get some things back. You know, you got to balance things out. You can't just have it your way all the time. And right now, I, I think a little bit of that is kind of happening. There's not a lot of nonsense going on and we're focused on watching basketball again. We're back to, you know, full capacity stadiums and let's 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 get back to at least this being the escape. If you guys want to talk about social issues and doing this, you know, we're in an era where there are 500 channels and different outlets for this. It's not like, you know, we're we're, we're not we're not a three network channel anymore and that's all you got. You, we have other outlets for it and the statement was made and, and again, I have I have Support versus non-support, there's a lot of things that factor into all that. And, again, I'm not going to get into it because we're here to talk about basketball. Yeah. But, but again, as of right now, the focus needs to be 
let's focus on the basketball now. Let's focus on this kind of stuff so we can have some normalcy. I agree with you on that. Let's focus on that. But again, if there's ever a time and need to do so, I would hope that the players do continue to have a platform to do so and tell their thoughts. I, I know if I was in the league, I would want that as well. So I'm glad that they have a commissioner that supports it. We'll talk about the commissioner here in a sec again, because he made uh, some inquiries in regards to something during season, which uh, may or may not come to fruition, which people are talking about. But before we do, we talked about DeAndre Jordan. I have a feeling he's going to be in the starting lineup. I'm not sure I'm loving that because remember, this is the individual who could barely crack the bench last year in Brooklyn. So I'm not exactly in love with the fact that he would be the starting individual because Dwight Howard, he plays best off the bench, especially because his aggression sometimes leads him into quick fouls and things of that nature. So you really want him also gelling with a, uh, you know, with a second team coming off the bench, being able to spark them and give the team a spark, just like he did during the 2020 World Championship season. So I want to hear your thoughts. DeAndre Jordan as your starting center, as your starting five, because they seem really committed on not starting AD during the season at the five. Is it something that you're okay with? I mean, it's, it looks like more and more that that's what's going to be. He's going to play the JaVale McGee role more and more. It looks like that. That's what it is. He, they're, they're trying to bring back a little bit of that. And then as the year progresses, playoffs, it's, it's going to be start on the first six minutes bars, uh, of the game, start on the first maybe five minutes of the second half, and then after that it's AD time at the five. Especially when you have Russell Westbrook within tandem with LeBron. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of offense they're going to be running here. Vogel's not known as an offensive guru. He's going to be probably still focused on how to set up the defense. But it's going to be very interesting to see the fluidity of the two point guards, which is LeBron and and Russell Westbrook, who's going to kind of dictate the pick and rolls, who's going to dictate where they're going to stop and shoot. We're not going to know until we see it. I've never seen a – dynamic like this before I, I don't think maybe maybe like a poor man's Jordan Pippen uh LeBron being in the Pippen role Russell Westbrook sort of being the Jordan role I, I don't know that I've never seen I don't really think I've seen something like this um what I do know though is is you have a prime Anthony Davis and a I'd say maybe another year of prime in Russell Westbrook that is extremely encouraging for me, when they got Westbrook, I was secretly hoping for that because he still was young. He's still extremely t- great. So how does that affect LeBron? LeBron now, he's just not going to have to play more than 30 a game during the regular season. He doesn't have to. Win 55 games if you have to. Keep everybody fresh, even if it's a second or third seed, and let's go win the title when everyone is fresh going into the playoffs. That's how I'm looking at this. So what I want to ask you this is now there's two spots open for the rest of the team. I know that Kenneth Fareed has been working out for the Lakers, and I'm not exactly thrilled with that because he actually performed very subpar in the summer league and was not impressive for the Portland summer league team. Otherwise, you know, they're a team that just recently – 
have uh, accepted a lot of non-guaranteed players that are well-known in the NBA to their camp to fight for a spot. And they didn't invite him, so that tells me right there. I've talked about, and I know the Lakerholics in the back, you know, before have talked about James Ennis III. I really think he, even if he still has anything left, I think he would be a good fit for the team. I still miss Boogie. I, I really love Boogie coming in for 10, 15 minutes. And, you know, we all talked about Marcus Saul being very hesitant to shoot the three. Boogie, I know, again, he is not the Boogie of old, and he never will be, but he can still give you 10 to 15 minutes like he did for the Clippers at times, was very productive at certain points of times in the playoffs, and was able to go ahead and stretch the floor from the three spot, you know, going ahead and, you know, hitting the threes from outside. What are your thoughts on possibly adding one of those two guys or someone else to fill out one of those two spots? I know I'm going to leave at least one open for buyouts, but I just want to hear your thoughts on that. My thoughts are the last two uh, roster spots should be for young players. The, the Lakers have been ridiculously good at bringing in and, and, and just developing young, young players, whether they've been drafted in the second round, whether they were like Caruso, uh, a free agent. We have enough veterans on this team. We don't need another one. The two spots would be to guys that can develop and kind of keep things, you know, good in practice. And then during garbage time, they can kind of get some more run there. And then, of course, during the year, get some run when it matters as well. I don't I don't believe there should be any. Kenneth Fareed was a surprise. I, I thought he checked out about five years ago, which was a which was puzzling to me. Yeah. He was uh, he was a machine. That guy was a pain in our, you know what? And then all of a sudden he dropped off. Was it because he got a contract? I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. Extremely talented energy guy, but I, I don't know. I don't know why you would bring in vets. You have enough vets. You have eight vets, seasoned vets. Get some youth in there. Get some guys what we don't know about. What kind of youth is there left, my friend? Because the two I, guys, they're not good. They're not good yeah. enough right now at this point. I, I don't I don't know if it matters. I There's really don't. There's nobody um, on the Summer League team that can actually help us out right now. Let's just get that out of there. Sure, I mean, sure. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. No doubt. As of right now, maybe maybe not. But I don't know what, what a DeMar- well, I don't know what DeMarcus would do in L.A. I mean, where's he? when's he going to play? Is he... Three minutes, four minutes. Uh, a lot of these guys, I don't, I don't really know how many. A lot of them aren't even going to play. I don't think a lot of them are going to play. So bringing in a couple more vets in there to be cheerleaders, I don't know. Maybe they might be good, but I, I don't. Well, I don't... And it's because he plays the wing. That's why I, 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 I know that name's been out there because he, he's a wing player, can play the small forward, maybe a little bit of four, it can do that for you, and shoots from the outside. But then again, if he was that good, he would probably have been signed up already. Maybe guys that can play some defense, I'd say. Try to find some guys that could at least play some defense. I, I'm i not really I, – I, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I think we've got the team set. If they want to sign a vet, they want to sign a rookie guy out of the G League, I, I'm cool with whatever. And I, for me, I, I just prefer – the, the positions, when you have positions open, try to get some youth and, and, and maybe develop it and see what happens with it. Maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe they'll be motivated. And that's kind of my, my take on that. I, I, have, I haven't really thought too much about the remaining 12. We have 12. We're 12 stacked right now. I think two more and 
I don't know if it counts the. Uh, is it? I, I always. I still we're, don't we're know the thirteen. Rule. We're it, thirteen contracts. Is it fifteen? Right? Yeah, it is fifteen. Okay, mm-hmm. so we are we're thirteen deep. Uh, eight of them are seasoned vets, and the other five are are, are middle tier guys. So I, I I I don't I don't know who else they could get. I really don't. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, hoopheads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. At this point, it's going to be hard because there is slim picking, so you're hoping for some type of buyout. I know that John Wall is looking for a new team right now in Houston, and the thing is he's owed a lot of money, so anybody working a deal is going to have to really figure that out. The Clippers need to go make – you know, again, I'm taking my Laker glasses off. The Clippers need to go make that deal because they need – they need another guy to help Paul George during the regular season, and they need to cross their fingers and hope that Kawhi is healthy towards the end of the year. Otherwise, the team they have right now, they're they're going to be going the other way. I don't think it's going to be good for the Clippers during the season. No, and obviously without, like you said, without Kawhi, that's going to be an issue, but I know that you know, it was already people starting on the trade machine and talking about, Serge Ibaka, Luke Kennard, and Eric Bledsoe in a trade for mm-hmm. uh, John Wall. you got to realize now, everybody, that John Wall isn't as young as he once was. Coming off major injuries, he's had a hard time staying on the court, doesn't shoot the three well. I mean, and he's going to be picking up the back end of his contract, which will pay him close to $48 million dollars. Would be nice if I could have that, and I could sign on that deal. You know, <laughs> but I think it's a pretty safe bet he's going to accept that last year of the deal. So, I mean, that's the thing people have to go ahead and say. You know what? It's not just about this year; it's about the next one as well. Well, didn't Chris Paul reject his last year? I think it was forty-four million, and then he, did, he, but he, he got, got an extension. Deal. Yeah, he got the again. You're, Are you're... you expecting that same type of scenario? For well, again, it, we, I thought Chris. You know, a lot of us thought Chris Paul's career was done three, four years ago. He keeps coming back. And for John Wall, who's extremely talented, even if he's not John Wall of 2005, I'm sorry, 2015, it's what else What else are you going to do if you're the Clippers, let's say? What What, what other alternatives do you have? Well, Reggie you Jackson gonna, played very well for them. Reggie Jackson's a good bench guy. I don't necessarily think he's a difference maker where he can kind of take you over the, the threshold. Plus, you think John Wall is? No, well, I'm more the likely than of 31. The John Wall of 31. I, 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 you have to try. It's the only thing left out there. What else could they do? Would they trade for Ben Simmons? Would, would Philly do a trade for him? Is that a good environment for him? 
that wouldn't work. And if I was in Philly, I wouldn't take the deal. Well, yeah, again, so you're, I'm I'm thinking more in the realistic opportunity stage. Uh, This was something I brought up before the Russell Westbrook trade. People, a lot of people did not want Russell Westbrook. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with not wanting Russell Westbrook. It has something to do with the fact that this is the only realistic way that we could get a third star in LA. This is the last star. I think John Wall can still play that at least gives the Clippers a shot. Cause if they don't, I'm not hanging my hat on Reggie Jackson and Bledsoe and Serge Ibaka, who's kind of going towards that Marcus Gasol area now where he's, he's kind of starting to phase out and he's not really who he was. So but what else can you do? You know, Ballmer's a multi-multi-billionaire. He can afford the risk. But if they don't do something, the Clippers are not going to be, in, you know, much when this is over. It's just they're not going to they're going to be irrelevant again. Well, again, it gets it comes back to if Kawhi can get healthy, what kind of Kawhi you're going to get when he does come back whether it's by the end of this season or going into next, but we'll see what happens there. But my friend, before we head on out, wanted to go ahead and hit you up on this earlier this week. Mr. Sham Sharanya from The Athletic has reported that the league is looking into something that Mr. Adam Silver wants very much because he emulates a lot of what he sees in in football overseas, a.k.a. soccer overseas, and the, and the pro leagues that go on over there. He sees a lot as far as in-game, in-season tournaments. In-season tournaments there for you. And he's now proposing, and he's trying to get past an in-season tournament here for the NBA, which is rumored to get the players maybe like a million dollars each. And I know for the back-end players, obviously, this is some like, for instance, the Lakers, even though, yes, a lot of these guys have made a lot of money over the years, they're right now on this year's uh, contracts for a lot of them are making only a million to $2 million per. A million dollars would be kind of nice. But for me, I was a hard, I was a hard buy on the plan. I'm just going to say right now. But once I saw it in action, I really enjoy it. I don't think I can be talked into the plan tournament. I really have a hard issue with that. The reason is if, Let's say a LeBron gets an injury in this playing tournament. How does that affect the rest of the season? The ratings said the playing tournament was a success. Yeah. People watched it, right? Yeah. I think it had a lot to do with the fact that it was Steph Curry versus LeBron. Yeah. I don't like I don't like the fact that you have the tenth best team having a shot at going to the playoffs. But I get the excitement buildup. So they gotta do something else. They got to do something else with this. And I think there are too many teams going into the playoffs uh, in the NBA. It's always been like that for me. I kind of wish they had only six, but, uh, you know, they're not going to do that. Well, I mean, I'm kind of different for you. I like the more the merrier because those those afterthoughts, I mean, if it it goes any lower, I mean, mean, you've got all those teams already that are, like, playing for the lottery. I, I mean, I can't stand that. And at the end of the season, there's already like four or five, six, seven teams that are playing for the lottery. If it gives you even a chance or people are, teams are motivated and players are motivated by the end of the season to actually have the possibility of a play-in tournament, I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I'm like in college football. I cannot stand the fact that we're only at a 14 playoff. I really think we should go to like a 16 to, to even a, 
maybe even a larger than that, just because we have so many bowl games that are meaningless, why don't you spike up the interest by making a playoff you know, series that would even be more important? But, you know, with the, I can see your thoughts on that. It's all about ratings. And we know that a, that a tournament, in-season tournament, is going to get ratings. I cannot dispute that. But still, I'm not loving it. And the first time there's a major injury to a major player, I really think that the league, you know, will go right back at Adam Silver and say, this idea sucks as well. Adam Silver is in a tough spot. Again, going back to what we were talking about a little, is he's pulling straws out now at this point. He's trying to figure out a way to bring people back. The fixing of the NBA, I think, ultimately would be better if if there wasn't such a, a huge gap in talent. And that's kind of always been the issue with the NBA, at least the last 20 years, where you have five, 10 superstars, and then that's it. Uh, teams like Atlanta, Memphis, and all these places, New Orleans, they, 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 fans don't really ever feel like they they're, have a shot at winning a title, right? And it's more difficult, the NBA. It's not like the NFL where you can draft, you know, the greatest football player of all time in the sixth round at 199. That's, you know, that doesn't happen. Almost every star in the NBA is going to be a top three or top five pick. So to me, the fix is a little bit more, it's got to happen before. And what I mean by that is there was a time when players played three, four years and then came into the NBA and they were balling. They were balling when they got in. Olajuwon, Ralph Sampson, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, John Stockton, you know, they, they played three or four years and they were seasoned and they come in and you're seeing good basketball. A lot of these guys that are coming out early or one-year college guys, they come in and at this, there's not a lot of fundamentals. There's not a lot of that stuff. So it's hard to get invested in those game, in those players, especially with them also complaining about where they are at the same time. You don't get a lot of that in the NFL, which is, I think, what makes it really, really good too, unless you're Aaron Rodgers, of course. But um, – you're, I think it, it, it's it's a difficult fix. I don't know if they'll they'll ever get to it. But in season tournaments, it's too gimmicky. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about Aaron Rodgers, I, even though he was awful last week because he won me a league last year, or almost virtually won me a league last year by himself. So I think I'm going <laughs> to go done, ahead and give him. Yeah, the he's done that a few times. The NBA, I think what they need to do is they need to make rivalries important again. I think if they did more, and there's this complaint about the NBA being too rigorous. We should lower it from 82 to 72 to 74 to 66, all this stuff, right? I'm like, it's, it's, it, if you guys, now that you have your Lear Jets and your, your, you, the team planes, like now you're complaining. What about the guys that were in the 80s that were riding coach? These, these guys were still just as tall as these guys are now. So building rivalries is going to be really hard because you got all these guys that are friends now. They have the same agents. They're all on good terms. They, they vacation with each other in the off season. They, they work out with each other in the off season. I mean, it's really hard to create those Celtics Lakers rivalries or Celtics Pistons rivalries or what, you know, Lakers Kings rivalry. It's going to be very hard or difficult to do that because 
the fact that they are so friendly with each other off the court and on social media, they're all in on each other's podcasts and whatnot. So it's going to be very difficult to recreate that kind of atmosphere again. I would love it personally, but even with the fans, it's hard to go ahead and, and get captivated. I mean, if you're looking for cash, Adam Silver, and I'm going to direct this to you, Adam Silver, plus I hopefully I would hear, love to hear your thoughts on this as well, Joe. The best way to do it right now is not an in-season tournament because I really think you run the risk of injury and also apathy from the top layer of, of individuals who aren't really going to benefit as much financially from this. I really think that expansion is the way to go right now because the expansion fees alone would really give a boost to the small market teams because when a league, like let's say, because here, Las Vegas, the Golden Knights, when they came into the NHL, and like the Seattle Kraken is this coming season from the NHL, they had to pay a hefty, hefty fee just to get into the league. And that fee, which is hundreds of millions of dollars, gets sent out and distributed to each of these teams. So, and, and also in the first years that they're developing a TV contract and revenue and on, guess what? They get a cut of that too. The NBA, if they have something similar in place like that, I mean, a team in Seattle, a team here in Vegas, we would pay up and pony up right away for a team right now because we've already done so for a football team and a hockey team. You've seen what Seattle does with their new franchise and they're begging for a return to a team in Seattle. We've talked about overseas in the past on this show, Mexico, London. We've talked about possibly even returning to Vancouver again. I mean, if you really need money, and obviously the, losing the China, Chinese revenue after that scandal just before what happened with COVID and things of that nature, obviously that's been a major financial hit of the league. If you're looking to recoup money fast, I think they should look at that first before a play-in tournament or an in-season tournament. The, the players are wusses. Let's, let's be straight. They're, they're, they're pansies, okay? I'm not going to disagree with they're 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 they, pampered. I will say okay, they're, they're very pampered, and the king pamper is is, is the king, and it's the Lakers again. I'm I'm very happy he's a Laker. Uh, he's already brought a title to LA. I appreciate that definitely. But if you're going to be real, you got to be real all the way. Okay, he is the biggest crybaby superstar that I've ever seen. So. If you're gonna, but but Silver has to cater to his guys. These are his guys. This is this is his league, so he's got to cater. So my so one of the thoughts I had on the solution of getting solving the the travel and all this stuff is creating more regional games. So if you've got the Pacific Division with the Lakers, Clippers, Phoenix. Or, you know, you know the, the West Coast teams. How about having them play six, eight times a year? Now you're not dealing with going across the country uh, as much. Play the East once instead of twice. So there are solutions there. And then at the same time, you can kind of create this regional rivalry and make the, the division mean something, make rivalry means something it works in the nfl you know the the baltimore ravens and the steelers rivalry in a lot of ways is college-esque one of the few that have mimicked the college kind of atmosphere where whoever wins the afc north 
a lot of times that's kind of the, the, the big stick when it comes to those teams. So I think the, 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 again, this is the saw I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, what can you do? Right. You don't change the dynamic of the setup, but what you do is you lessen the load. You're not traveling from LA to Chicago. You're going to play in Phoenix a couple more times. You're going to play in uh, the in LA a couple more times with the Clippers. You're going to play in, in in San Francisco a couple more times. Now you're not dealing with that extra three four hours each way, and you got to come in at night, you know, on the next day and play back to back. That I think would solve that problem, and it could create a a more local regional kind of rivalry and and, and kind of build that up. You know, these guys are. This is a billion-dollar business. This smarter guys than me out there. You should be able to figure something out. And in play tournaments, middle of the season, giving guys a million dollars, these guys don't even want to go to the All-Star game anymore. They don't want to represent jack crap anymore. That You can't make these guys do something. Either they, go, they want to do it or they don't. And if you don't hold them accountable, you know, I don't know. What, what, what solution do you really have? So... That's kind of my opinion on it. It's hard to answer it concisely because it's it's there is no answer. Sometimes in life, there's no answer. There is no answer. What are you going to do if you if you knock the games down from eighty two to seventy two? Your records become worthless now. No one's going to you know how you, how are you going to justify this record and that record if they're playing ten less games now? How and in 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 season tournament middle of the season tournament. Okay. They're going to win a million dollars. It's good for gambling. That's really what it is. <laughs> you know, it's good for good gambling. For the clubs. That's, that's really what it is. And, and unfortunately in a lot of, even though it's somewhat okay, I mean, I, I know it gets more people to watch, but really fantasy football is what's carried the NFL uh, and is probably carrying it even more uh, now uh, than ever before. NBA, Again, it, it's, it's going to come down to gambling. Anything that involves gambling, these guys are going to try to cater to it so that they can have the eyeballs on there for ratings, so they get the ad revenue and contracts for the, for the, for the channels. You know, no one benefited with that model more than the Lakers. You know, their, their 20-year, $5 billion uh, contract that they signed back in, what was it, 2012, I mean, at that, at that point, that was unprecedented. And then the Dodgers followed uh, right after that with an $8 billion for 25-year contract. Somebody's paying for those ads. As, as lousy as those commercials are on those channels, somebody's paying for it. <laughs> That's true. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. But I tell you what, my friend, it's been great talking to you on all these great subjects. I'm looking forward to more great conversations on the way with you. But before we head on out, my friend, I want to go ahead and give you the time to go ahead and explain to everyone out there listening and also watching why people need to check into a great place for conversation about the Lakers at LakersBall.com. So 
if you want a Lakers site to be interactive, especially during the season, I don't think there's anything better than Lakers ball. The game time thread is, besides the fact that talking with, with good people on there, uh, that's first and foremost. The game time thread is the best thing of, uh, on, on online when it comes to the Lakers. You, you got fans that are actually talking. You have it on uh, on certain apps, but there's so many people on there where you don't really even get a chance to dialogue. It's, the screen just kind of just it's, it's just drop. It's like rain. Lakers ball has just enough people on there and just enough people that interact on every game to where it makes it really fun to follow the game while talking to your fellow Laker fans. So if you're looking for a Laker site that is cool, that isn't, you know, a dictatorship, you know, type setup with the mods, and you can interact by the second while the games are going on and have funny jokes and funny gifts and all this stuff, I, 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 I highly recommend Lakers ball and, Again, it's going to be one of those things where at some point here, Gerald, I think we're going to end up saturating the site. And, uh, you know, at one point we'll probably end up becoming the rain chat room. <laughs> That's okay, my friend. But still, I mean, everybody's got to get the word out there that, hey, LakersBall.com, if you need a place to go for some great conversation, just some great talk about the basketball world, NBA, and, of course, the Lakers, there's a great place to go, and it's called LakersBall.com. Know you know, the thing is with, yeah, the thing is with this program is the, I, I ask myself this question every time before I get on, which is why the heck is anybody going to want to listen to me talk? That's the question I ask. Who's going to want, who's going to invest their time to listen to us talk? What is it going to take? What kind of information are we going to spew that's going to intrigue the audience. Are we going to be like everyone else? Are we just going to sit here? Yes, the Lakers are our favorite team. Yes, we're going to win. Like, I, I see a lot of those guys doing that. But at some point here, and I think we started tickling something just the you know last few minutes here. And unfortunately, it had to be something within the social aspect of the subject. <laughs> Well, that always I a conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so there's again. This is the question I used. I've I've asked this question even before when I've done radio. Why is anyone going to give a rat's behind what I think? What is this really about? I was taught by a great man, great person in terms of the broadcasting thing in sports. His teachings was: you want to give your opinion and back it up, and don't use too much statistics, and you want to bring something to the table that hopefully no one else can bring. What can you bring? I mean, has it all been done? The Colin Cowherds, the Jim Romes, you know, all these guys. So I don't, you know, using Lakers ball, using the podcast, how all that's going to kind of intertwine. It's going to be interesting how this develops. And I think it's going to get escalated even more once, once the season starts, because I think there'll be more emotion after games. We're going to have some some games where we're going to be looking at each other going, what the, what the hell was that, you know? And maybe there might be some other things that pop up that cause problems, and we're going to have, have diff, different opinions. 
you know, that could be a way for, for the audience to kind of be interested in, ooh, well, Gerald's kind of like the guy that's supportive and nice, whereas Joe's more of the D-I-C-K, you know? That's kind of usually what ends up happening. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, if there's a great place to go for listening to you, it's always here at the Lakers Fast Break. If they want to go ahead and check us you out on video, they can do so on YouTube or right here on Facebook where you get the latest news and information on the Lakers as well. But also, if they want to check out what you're doing at as Ox1947, they can go ahead and do so at LakersBall.com. The conversation, just like here today, was strong, and it's there strong as well. So if you get a chance, please check out LakersBall.com. Thank you so much again, as always, to the great folks at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. I, if you want to get a hold of me, am at, on Twitter, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. That's Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. Or if you want to send me a question or a topic to talk about, because right now I am trying to get everybody out there to go ahead and comment on this. I'm going to try and do so. I'm trying to get the Lakers ball and Lakerholics fans and everybody out there in the world of Twitter land and all that to give me your thoughts on the top 10 all-time Lakers. Felix, if you're listening still, if you're watching, please, I want to, you know, next time or just send it in to me on social media. Let me know your top 10 all-time Lakers because that's what I really want to go. Get that conversation started. I posted something on Lakers ball the other day and also Lakerholics to see if we can go ahead and get everybody started on that. So if you can, please share your thoughts. What are your top 10 all-time Lakers? You heard it from Joe. You've heard it from me. And if you want our thoughts on that, you want to go ahead and check out the previous episodes right here at the Lakers fast break. So Joe, great to have you back once again. I love the conversation as always. Looking forward to same time next week. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Felix, and everybody out there that was watching. Thank you so much for the great comments. I will close with what Felix says in regards to our previous conversation that he has, and I'm going to find it right here. And he, let me just go into, you know, like we were talking back and forth, and it was just really great conversation. But Felix just wanted to go ahead and share some thoughts on it as well. So I want to go ahead and share what Felix said. If the world was like when we all root for one team, all races, walks of life, just enjoying a game, life would be better. And I wish that was the case. I know that makes up all kinds to make up this great world of ours. So you know what? The discussion and the, the controversy and the arguments, but still the love is always shared, hopefully on this show and many more. And I'm hoping to hear some more great thoughts as well. I'll end that on this discussion. So we have a problem in society now where we don't compartmentalize things anymore. It was a uh, very popular uh, politician in the 80s who was a Democrat. And him and Ronald Reagan were very good friends. One day, Ronald Reagan read an article about his friend criticizing him on some political issue. And he ends up reading it, and Ronald, Ronald Reagan calls him and says, what, 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 what? I thought we were friends. And he responded with, Ron, it's after 6 p.m. We're friends again, you know? So it made it look like it's a, it was almost like, well, this is a job. It was almost like an app, a game, right? Like two, two players playing against each other. Like Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson. They'd kiss each other on the cheek. And then the next thing you see is Magic throw him a little hip while he's going to the rim. And then all of a sudden they're starting to talk, right? So 
I think we're, we we lost that the last decade. The the ability to disagree, but set it aside, and and still just be us. Because in the end, the other stuff's BS. You know what I mean? It's BS. It's it's a way for us to just be hyped up for no reason. So. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, well, I'll tell you what, my friend, I've just, I've checked out LakersBall.com to see some of the responses I got. And there's quite a few. And next week, please remind me, because I want to get into this. And everybody on LakersBall.com, please go ahead and share your thoughts. I put a post in there because I've already gotten some very interesting replies and also some very well thought out replies and some actually very funny ones as well. So. Uh, I can't wait to go ahead and share these lists on our next episode. Count on it, my friend. Count on us going ahead and do so. The crew at LakersBall.com has uh, stood up to the plate and actually shared their thoughts. And I'm looking forward to sharing even more of that coming up on next week's episode. But yes, my friend, great to have you board once again. Thanks again, Gerald. I appreciate you giving me the platform and it's going to be a beautiful rise here. I've been, I've been waiting a long time to, to, to get involved in something like this, especially when it comes to my favorite teams. There's nothing I know more about than my teams. Uh, and it's, it's, it's fun to, to talk about it and fun to express the enjoyment of, of, of being able to talk about it and being around good people. And this is the way it should be. And, and I'm looking forward to doing a lot more. Just a program note to tell everybody out there this Friday evening, right around 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, maybe a little bit after, maybe running late on that, but should be getting on the show with the Lakerholics, where we're going to be talking about some stuff. This weekend, I'm going to be doing several tapings in regards to NBA teams, fans out there. What are the other NBA teams out there and their fans think of the Lakers and their own teams? I'm going to interview some more like we did with Rafael Barlow with the Portland Trailblazers. So you're going to be checking out those episodes in the not too distant future as well. So we can tape a lot of that. So keep an eye out on the Facebook page. You may want to see them live or you may want to wait until it hits everything else right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So stay tuned with us. we got still a lot planned as we head into the month of September even more. We're halfway through it. Just two weeks left, and we will get training camp. Just hold on, Lakers fans. Hold on. Two more weeks. You can do it now. Training camp is around the corner, and we'll keep you interested with everything going on right here at the Lakers Fest.